going on? Happy Good Friday. Another live event. Man to Man Pod. Yes, sir. Antoine Bethea. I got my co-host, Darius Butler. What's good, in bro? Building, in the building. What's happening, man? Chilling, chilling. I hear you. I hear you. How your Friday going? Ah, man, it's going good. I woke up a little, I don't know, stomach's bothering me a little bit. I'm going to fight through this one. Like the yeah. flu game right now, man. What about yeah. you? I'm good, man. I'm solid, man. Got up, man, and, and chill, man. So <clears throat> no excuse, no explanations, man. We ain't trying to hear shit about that little yeah, stomach. Good. I got man. my I got my fluids to be good, man. Yeah, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, man. So obviously, you know, sure, we got another great weekend of great great football. We're mm-hmm. gonna jump right, jump right into it. Um, and for the listeners and everybody joining in, man, we're gonna have Gerald. Alexander jumping in with us a little bit later in the show. So y'all tune in for that. If y'all got some questions, man, y'all put your questions in the comment section. NFL um, vet. NFL vet, yeah. All that good stuff. uh, Now he's the DB coach in the Miami Dolphins, so um, definitely going to be chopping up, talking some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, let's jump into a Saturday's game, man. Number one seed, the Packers, man, gets the number six seed. Gets the Los Angeles Rams, man. How mm-hmm. do you see this? How do you see this game playing uh playing out? Man, it's uh strength versus strength. The number one uh scoring offense for the Packers. You got number one scoring defense with the Rams. Um, obviously you got Devontae Adams and Ramsey. Love to see that matchup. Aaron Donald against one of the better O-lines and uh, Packers, man. It's going to be a good one. I think it's mm-hmm. going uh, to be a dog fight, but they got a question mark at quarterback over there in L.A. And uh, obviously the Packers don't. They got an MVP over there. So I think uh, I think the Packers are going to edge it out. What you think? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Definitely going to be a, a good matchup. Definitely can't wait. Um, like you said, uh, good on good, great on great. Um, Ramsey against DA, man. So that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, definitely want to see, you know, how Aaron Donald's going to be able to uh, play through that through, through that pain, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in the conversation of defensive uh, MVP. So, you know, he's going to make it happen. So it's going to be a good one. But I got the, uh, the Packers um, winning. But, you know, it was something I was thinking about this morning, right? So we all – we all – I think you know when you play the game, you like yo. I want that that first that first round buy, right? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking about it this morning. Like sometimes, man, that shit could come come back and bite you in the ass. Where yeah, you know, you you have that week off. Obviously, you know, you're fresh. You get you know, if you got some guys that's banged up, you know, you kind of get them a little bit more healthier. But um, having that week off versus a team that played the previous week, played well. And have and has a rhythm going, man. Sometimes I get a little nervous um, for those teams that that took that week off, man. How you feel about that? It, it really depends on what you do with that week, man. Um, like you said, sometimes it's, it's it's teams that need to get healthy. Um, sometimes it could be a team that just can draw it up, draw some more shit up in the dirt, like an Andy Reid. Um, you give them an extra week to prepare for a game. They're gonna come out with something a special game plan for you. But uh, it really depends on what you do with that week. Uh, how your team is really built up. You know, if you got a team that's, you know, not really handling themselves right, which you more times not, more times than not, you're not because you're going to have a number one seed. You got a good team top to bottom. So, um, you know, I think I would take that week off if I can get it if I'm yeah, playing I, well. 
now nah, with you on with you shout out to will black man and he in here um what do you say he said <clears throat> but cam whoo he on one right now yeah Shit. number one overall efficiency two packers offensive ram defense for sure um <laughs> cam Atkins need to rush for like 150 yeah that's 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 a good thing about having a having a back and having an offensive line who can who can um run the ball obviously with you know a rod on that on that other sideline you want to you want to make sure he stays there on that sideline yeah. so if you can able to run the ball um control the clock time of possession man that's one way the offense can help your defense out so definitely want to keep snacks it. too man snacks yeah. snacks harrison so if he can get in there and be kind of what he what he used to be in that rank game that could that could be a big big boost for the packers mm-hmm nah but I think it's gonna be a good matchup, man. Good matchup. Um, but sounds like you got the Packers. I got the Packers as well. It so is. We, um, I think they got a six and a half point spread. The Packers do. The pack. The Packers way. Um, I mean, golf, golf. If I'm the Packers, man, I just gotta force golf to beat me. Yeah. Yeah. Down, down the field throw. I don't see it happening. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Shit. Let's move to the next show. The night game. You got the, the Bills versus the Ravens. Ooh. Yes, LJ, yeah. man. LJ, LJ. Both both these teams are hot, though. These are two hottest teams in the AFC. Um, obviously, the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And if they come out this bye week, um, you know, on fire, then they're gonna be unstoppable. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, man. Two young dogs at quarterback, Allen and uh Lamar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely excited for this one. Nah, I am too, man. Um, and you've seen it on social media where they both been giving uh, giving each other love, man. And it's definitely respect off the field. But uh, to see these two young quarterbacks, man, come in here and lead their squad, man, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fireworks, man. Um, <clears throat> I got who you got, the, uh, who you got in this one, man. I got the Ravens, man. I got the Ravens. You know, I said it before, man. Ravens is a is a team um, coming into playoffs. I feel as though uh, I wouldn't want to see. You know what I mean? Coming down the stretch, Lamar was playing well. Uh, look at the game last week. You know, run defense was 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 on point. Um, secondary made some big plays. Uh, Lamar was in his was in his bag. Run game was in his bag. And just coming off that that game and, and the confidence that they have, man. I, yeah, you know. Shit, I'm I'm gonna roll the dice and and not to take anything away from the Bills and um you know what what they've been able to do this year and and how how they're playing, but uh you know shit I I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Ravens on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Bills, man. They hot and the only the only issue the only concern I have with the Ravens is I don't trust them. You know, in a two minute drive to win a game, and that's mm-hmm. what a lot of these games come down to. Um, the Bills when they beat our coach last week, a big part of that game, a big swing in that game is when we went four on fourth down, and then Josh Allen got the ball with on the two minute drill and went 96 on us and scored a touchdown before halftime. Like, you got a quarterback and an offense that can do that. Um, Brian Daybo been doing this thing, uh, pl- calling plays all year. I just, I, I gotta get it, I gotta get the edge of the Bills, man. Nah. Nah, I hear you. I mean, shit. Like I said, it's, it's playoff football. Shit, you know, two good teams. Um, you know, two good quarterbacks. Uh, defenses are real good. So we 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 gonna see what's gonna happen, man. Mm-hmm. 
I like it though. I, I like the um I like the matchup. <clears throat> um so it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, man, because the Ravens but got healthy up front. Bills can't really run the ball right now outside of Josh Allen. So that may come um that may hurt him, but how dynamic how dynamic he is right now, man, it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it don't matter. You know, heard X. What happened? I'm saying you heard X, even the last carry, uh, Xavier Howard, his, his interview. He said mm-hmm. that's the team he picked, and he played against the Chiefs, played against the Bills. Yeah, we're we gonna see. We're we gonna, gonna see. see. We're gonna see. I put a little bit of, I had a little wager, a little friendly wager with uh, with uh, with CP, man, with Clinton Porters, man. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Hopefully, this one coming up. Yeah, hopefully, I come out on the um, on the winning end. All right, we're going to see. We definitely will. We'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. We got um so on Sunday, on Sunday, man, we got so shoot, Browns and Chiefs. You know, Browns coming off a a, a huge win against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers divisional yeah. opponent. Um so how do you see how you see that panning out? You know, obviously I'm going with I'm rocking with the Chiefs, but you got OBJ coming out saying like don't be surprised. Um, when we win, um, obviously mm-hmm. I know they 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 on a high right now. Um, how do you see that game panning out? Man, it's 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 gonna it's gonna pan out. However, that Chiefs D line allow it to. Um, you know the the thing about the Browns, they had a big win last week, but they did get banged up up front with their old line. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best old lines when they're attacked. If they could get them two headed, that two headed monster in the backfield going. It could get ugly. That's gonna nah. be the best defense for uh for Pat Mahomes. Nah, for sure, for sure. That two-headed monster is real, and we continue. Mm-hmm. We hop on that weekend, we got um, playoff football, uh, football down the stretch, November, December, January football. If you can have a solid defense and a good run game, you got a good equation, a great equation to mm-hmm. uh, to go go far, far um, in the playoffs, man. So, shit, that's that's scary. That's scary when you <laughs> see a you see one dog running off the field, you see another dog running on the field, fresh. Shit. Fresh too, and you know, uh, Kareem, you know, Kareem Hunt gonna be ready for this one too. Oh yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I always go back to um Fred Taylor and MJD man when we used to when we played them boys in Jacksonville and seeing Fred Taylor run off the field <laughs> and see MJD running on the field. It was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Not but, uh, with that pressure, bro. At, at all, at all. But like you said, Kareem Hunt definitely has some little bit of extra motivation, man. Um, but we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. And they, it was disrespectful. Then I think this is a ten and a half. It was ten and a half or ten points. You think that disrespectful? I mean, I think I think that's disrespectful. The playoffs, the visual round, ten point spread. Come on, man. I mean. Um, Come on, man. We just put up 40-something against the division rival, a 12-win football team at the end of the day. But that's different, different two different teams. <laughs> two different teams. More, more motivation, man. More hey, motivation. Two teams. Yeah, let's go to the um so you know, got some legends that quarterback playing in this game, this last game, Bucks and the Saints. Saints mm-hmm. coming in as number two seed, Bucks coming in number five seed. Um, you know, both. Solid teams led by you know two legendary quarterbacks. Um, you know, the, the Bucks coming off a win against the Washington football team. 
Um, who who you see coming out of this game, or what do you see like the 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 the, the talking points going into this game? Obviously, you know it's going to be the two quarterbacks. And, you know yeah. they've been around forever, been doing it forever. Um, it's it's foreign territory for Brady, man. It's back to back road games for him in the playoffs. Right. Um, that defense, though, they get Devin White back. I think it really just going to depend on which defense shows up for the Bucks, man. We've been kind of talking about them all year. They're kind of up and down. But when they're clicking on defense and uh, they're moving the ball like they have been these last four or five weeks on offense, they're going to be tough to beat, especially mm-hmm. for a third time this season. If the Saints sort of win. Now, the Saints, the games ain't been close, though. Nah, Saints been whooping that ass. Yeah, they've been whooping that ass, but if Saints can get them, um three times in a row that'd be crazy so i i don't see that happen i'm gonna take the bucks on the yeah. road and a close I'm, one i'm with you i got the bucks as well i got the bucks as well i don't think it's gonna be tough to beat brady and you know ba and company and all them three times in a row but like you said like the two the two wins that the saints do have man it's just ain't even been close <laughs> <laughs> so they, they might just got their number that is a fact so i guess but I, I can't i can't i just don't see it happening yeah, the ball's different, man. We will see. We will see. Great weekend, man. Great weekend. Uh, full games, man. I think it's gonna be some good, um, some good matchups, close games. Um, so I, I can't wait. I can't wait for sure, man. What about um, any new hires? I saw right before I went to sleep last night, Robert Soleil took the job up in mm-hmm. New York. Up everything New- I hear and everything I see look like a great hire. Yeah, great high, man. Defensive minded. Um, I think he has, you know, walking into a situation where he has some pieces where they could be successful, man. I think, again, one of those things is like, you know, just just changing that culture in the building. You know what I mean? You look at Joe Judge uh, right down the street with the Giants, um, mm-hmm. what he's been able to do his first year in there, you know, having guys um, buy into the system. You know what I mean? They missed out on the playoffs, but you can kind of see, um, you know, they're moving in the right direction. So, I'm happy for uh for Rob. I think um he's a he's a has a good a great football mind. Uh, from mm-hmm. what I've been hearing, a great guy as well. I think he's um I think uh I think he's bringing somebody over from the 49ers too to be his OC. Yeah, I th- uh something Lafleur. I think Lafleur. I think it was Matt Lafleur. Matt no, Lafleur. I don't think it's Matt, but it's not, it's uh, not Matt. Something. Was, Scott, uh, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody left floor. Um, bringing him over. Um, so I think that you know they'll have they have some continuity, kind of knows mm-hmm. um who his guy is. So I think it's a it's a good hire for the Jets. For the Jets, you think uh, you think he's gonna rock with uh, he gonna he gonna stick with Darnold? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Like man, I, I you know everybody they they saw Mike. Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur, okay. Appreciate that, Richard Garcia. Um, I mean, a lot of people be talking, talking down on um Sam, man. I think he has I think he has the tools to be a, a quality quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? Once um you get all the pieces around him, get a get a good foundation, um, and a and a support system behind him. I think he can, I think he'll be able to do some things in the league. Yeah, he could be he could be a good starter. I, I wouldn't um I wouldn't give up on him. Um, this year, if I had a chance to get Lawrence, I would, but um, but what without Lawrence, nah, I give him another chance, fill some holes, try to try to trade back and get some more um draft capital, honestly, mm-hmm. some of these other holes. But I stick with Donald, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we have some um some GM hires. Yeah, we had another um another head coach hire yesterday too, Urban Meyer. Obviously, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah Urban Meyer. Meyer. How you feel about that one? Uh, you know, I I'm not you know too excited. You know, we'll see what he does. You know what I mean? He uh, definitely has his 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 name rings bells on the college ranks, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be different, man. I don't know if he have any. Uh, he don't have any pro, um, any pro history coaching. So I don't know how that transition gonna be. These ain't college kids, man. But we're gonna see. No, for he, sure. He definitely don't want everywhere he went. Yeah, I mean, shit, and that and and that that plays a big part. You know, just having that winning, that winning mentality, that winning culture. <clears throat> um, winners know how to win. You know what I mean? So if he could somehow bring. A, a little bit of that into the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Shit, I think uh, Duval County would be happy. Shit, absolutely. Basically, basically what they, the hell they've been going through on these past couple years. Absolutely. But um, so we got uh, obviously Nick Nick Casario got hired last week mm-hmm. as the GM with the Houston Texans. We had uh, some other GM hires. Brad Holmes coming from yep. the Los, Los Angeles Rams. Um, shit, shout out to HBCU. He's a North Carolina A&T grad. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We out here. We making we making some shit happen. Brad Holmes, uh, GM of the Detroit Lions now. Okay, um, yeah. He's with the Rams for the past 18 years. So the Lions signed him to a five-year deal. That's good. He made that move from from St. Louis to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, say he's been into, um, you know, been in the room where they made some crucial decisions. Obviously, bringing some of the big pieces that they have over there now. So, all right. What else we got? We got uh, the Broncos. They hired George Patton. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about. The, I don't know too much about George. Neither. He was with the Vikings the last 14 years. Signed him to a six-year deal. The uh, Carolina Panthers, they hired Scott Fitterer. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks VP operations, Scott Fitterer. So that's they filling these spots up, man. Yeah, slowly but surely. And, like, you know, we'll talk about the Bears. They keeping Nagy in pace. Yeah, they announced that no, uh, no extension, but they announced that they will keep <laughs> nagging pace. What you say? How you feel, how you feel about that? I mean, what if what if what have they done to? I mean, I I don't, I don't get it. Like, if you look at the roster, you look at like what have they done to 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 stay? If you're not going to extend them. This this dude came out. He ever had a comment. He said, "Have we gotten the court uh, the quarterback position right? No. Have we won enough games? No. Have they shown that uh, they deserve to be here? Or something like that? Yes. Like that don't make any sense to me, man. Yeah. Nah. Which break it down. Start over, man. Get some fresh blood in there. Get somebody a new opportunity. But you know, I ain't calling the shot. So yeah. So we'll see. They, they said they, we got money making mitch, baby. We gonna um. You said they gonna they not paying him. Nah, they no way to pay nah, they'll have, they'll have somebody else in there uh, running this show uh, next year. And even we talking about the um the Bears. Let's shout out, man! Shout out Chuck Pagano. 
you know, he uh, announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, we both spent some time with him in Indy um, as our head coach, man. Definitely good dude, great coach, football mind, family man. So definitely want to send you off and give you your roses while you're here, man. Um, speak highly of the dude, man. Great dude. Great dude, man. I called him um, called him yesterday. Had to congratulate him, man. Just uh, He said he's been coached for 37 years. So uh, he was there. He was sitting there with his uh, his first grandchild. I'm like, man, that's a just talked about the sacrifices that come with that. But um, great man, great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely had an impact on my life, man. So salute the old Chucky P, man. For sure, for sure, for sure. But shoot, man, we got our um, yes, sir. What's happening, man? Yo, yo, what's going on? Yo, what's good with you? Man, I'm good, man. Love what you guys are doing with the with the podcast, man, and, and giving everybody an understanding of what we deal with on the from the secondary perspective, uh, from mm-hmm. the experiences you guys have brought to the game. So uh now I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. So um you played how, how long did you play in the league? I played five years. Five okay, five years in the league, second round pick. What was uh what was that experience like coming transitioning from uh from college football to the league man as a DB? You know what it was um it it was it was kind of a whirlwind you know because my mm-hmm. career at Boise State you know I was a corner all the years until my senior year and I played safety and then getting drafted as a safety and uh, playing behind Daniel Bullocks who ended up getting hurt in a preseason game and the next thing you know I was a rookie starter in the mm-hmm. National Football League. And so, you know, you 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 deal with that and, you know, have some ups, have some downs. And then my second year, uh, I, I uh, broke a bone in my neck. So mm-hmm. I had a significant kind of like started up here, started as an NFL starter, and then had the injury. Then I got traded, and it was just like, yo, I went from, you know, sugar to shit at the end of the day from a playing career standpoint. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those things that now as a coach – um, I use all of that playing experience, uh, personal experience, um, obviously on and off the field to help develop the guys that I have the opportunity to coach now. Now nah, that's dope, man. And, and to be able to have that, um, you know, that experience as far as, you know, playing in the league and, bef- and obviously now you're the DB coach for the Dolphins, but, but prior to that, you were the DB coach in the, in the college ranks. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I always kind of, you know, talk about as far as like, you know, being able to get your hands on a, uh, um, a student athlete in high school is very important. But for you, being able to coach and mentor these young men in college, man, how was that knowing the experience that you had um, as a pro player and as a college athlete? It was good because, you know, when you when you working with those individuals at that stage in their life, uh, you've done everything that they're trying to do. And, and so that was one of the things, even as I was recruiting kids, um, you know, I understand and look through the lens and I've kind of stepped into the pitfalls that you hope to not have to do because of the experience and the, and the life experience that I'm giving you. Um, and obviously, you know, getting the chance to work with individuals and develop them and get them to achieve their dreams and, and getting the name called and getting drafted. I mean, that was something that really motivated me. It's like, man, I want you to receive that same phone call that I have one day. Uh, I want you to experience that same joy. But just at the end of the day, I'm going to prepare you mentally, physically, um, you know, intellectually to be able to handle that level as you go in, because I'm going to teach you the foundations of the game um, 
So when you get to the NFL locker room, hey, all you got to do is figure out what language they call. You know what cover three is. You know what the issues are. You know all of this schematical stuff to where now you're not getting there and hearing certain things for the first time and you trying to you try to keep a job. Now, for sure, for sure. So for our our listeners, man, um, I'm pretty sure you had somebody like this. I know I did in Deep Butt. He kind of mentions it as well. So for the listeners, like talk about obviously you're in that and you you're in the meet rooms and you in these guys lives and you're talking football you want them to become the best football player um possible but talk about the other roles that you play as a as a coach where for some you could be a, a father figure you could be a brother you could be a mentor kind of talk touch on that a little bit i think for i was able to be around some really good coaches as i climbed through this uh through this profession to be in the situation that i'm in now uh, and, and one of the things that was, you know, relative to me as far as the stuff that I've learned, and I'm pretty sure the stuff that we've all experienced is the connection that you have to a coach and how he can get the best out of you. I think that that lays a foundation for what you can do for a player and his development on the field. So if I'm on the field and, 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 and hey, you know, the game is emotional and I'm trying to get at you and you know what's coming from a place of care. Mm-hmm. The players don't care what I know unless they know, you know, they know that I care about them. Yeah. So, you know, whether it be, you know, especially when you're dealing with the college kids and, you know, they coming from home and they 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 learning themselves throughout their lives. So now it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the one Hey, coach, man, come, can I come holler at you and, and, and be that ear that, 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 that listens to them. And um, obviously we know how important mental health is and just making sure that, you know, hey, man, come to me with whatever, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to hold you accountable to the things that needs to be done. Um, but ultimately, you know, that the first thing I the, the first thing, you know, that I love you. You know, and I love you enough to tell you the truth. And mm-hmm. so that's 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 important. You know, that's important when you start talking about, um, you know, as a coach, building culture. You know, what is that? That's that's you're trying to change behavior. You're trying to change uh, a train of thought, you know, and, and guys won't buy into what you're trying to get done from an individual to a, a collective standpoint. Again, if we're not all on the same page and, and, and they don't know that I care about them and the things that they go through. Okay. I see. That's what's up. That's deep right there. So you done been um you done been a as a, obviously a player in college, player in the pros, a coach in college, coaching the pros. Um, we were just talking before you got on about Urban Meyer getting hired in uh, Jacksonville. So what's it like from your perspective and just from a coaching perspective overall, dealing with a room full of college kids, you know, a roster full of college kids, and then a roster full of you know grown men. What's the biggest difference? I think the biggest difference, I mean, here's what I would say. The similarities are players just want to have great information that can help them become better. Um, the difference between, obviously, your college kid and your professional is is really the level of commitment. You know, not everybody in college is committed to doing the necessary things like, you know, a pro, a pro guy is. I mean, obviously, a pro mm-hmm. guy, man, he's, he's there to feed his family. Everybody wants to be the starter and, and, and do all of that. But not everybody in college. I mean, some guys get the scholarship and, you know, hey, it's not working out for them. And, and they're good. You know, they're good with that. Mm-hmm. Good with whatever, you know, uh, they need to do to make sure that they're on the roster and they're getting they're getting the books paid for. Um, but as far as just what's the what's the major difference, you know, Coaching, coaching college kids versus coaching professionals, I look at it relatively the same. You know, what you can't assume, and this is one thing that I learned in my transition, um, being a pro coach is, you know, you cannot assume just because you're dealing with um, 
and Xavier and Howard and Byron Jones, you can assume that, hey, they just got they got it. That's the worst thing that you can do as a coach. You know, and yes, mm-hmm. teaching a college player, teaching a high school kid, a hey, cover three and break it all the way down to the four underneath, three deep, what that means, how that gets attacked is the same thing that I got to do um, with the group that I'm currently coaching. You know, and, and never assume because things come up. And as we know, um, you got to have the consistency and the detail, especially at this level, because that's the difference. Yeah. And so, again, players just want good information that's going to help them. And, you know, I, you know, you talk about Urban Meyer. I mean, he's just he's going to be doing the same thing. Urban is a leader. He's, he's led everywhere he's gone. And it's not going to be any different than what he's trying to get done um, with his process in Jacksonville. It's just going to be a different level of athlete that he's working with. Now, it's, it's real that you what you just said as far as that you can't assume. Um, and right. I think that the great defensive back coaches and just the great coaches I've been around in general, they they have that same, um, you know, that same thought process. And it was it was funny for me one year, um, you know, as you know, DBs, you would get together at somebody's crib and, you know, you'll watch film, you'll break down film. And we just got to talking ball. And one of our um, he was a starting DB at the time. He was a rookie. Um, a big time player was like, you know, I can't read three step. And this is like halfway through the year where like through OTAs and everything, you know, coaches talking about, look, we, we got to read three step. You know, we got to read three mm-hmm. step. And for me, I kind of took it for granted just because in college, I was taught to how to read three step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for you to make that, for you to make that comment, it's like, you know, that was the first thing that came off like that rung a bell in my head was like, Man, I remember young boy was struggling out there, like you know, because his whole college career was like all press for him. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. he didn't play he didn't play off coverage. He didn't have to read the three step. He didn't have to trans you know have his eyes transition to the receiver. So for him, it was all bump and run. You know, I'm the best corner out here. I'm a, I'm gonna follow the best receiver. Take this mm-hmm. receiver out of the game. So that's 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 dope. And for you know, obviously for the coaches that's listening. You know, that's one nugget you could take, like never assume. That's, not, that's, that's something you just you can't take for granted as a coach. And you can, again, like you can have the assumption, especially when you're a college coach making the transition to the league, and you can just say, hey, assume that, yo, these guys got that. I don't need to cover that. You know, I don't need to go into great detail with, you know, three-step or, I mean, you'd be surprised, you know, especially with, with some of the college kids and where they come from. Not everybody comes from uh, a good, even though it might be a big school, it might not be great coaching there. You know, that's just yeah. – and, and and so when you get them and, and even the guys that are that are currently here uh, that have played in the NFL and have years and have had, you know, great careers and great starts to their careers as a coach, you got to break it all the way back down, you know, and mm-hmm. say, hey, well, I assume since you're at this level, you know how to tackle. Well, damn it, we're going to cover tackling. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about body position and, you know, getting off of blocks and making sure that you got the proper leverage on the ball carrier and, you know, all of that, break it all the way down. And that's that's an annual deal, you know. So when we get back into the lab and we get a chance to work with our players again with the 21 season, we went back to the foundation of football one-on-one, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I could never assume. Here's a great here's a great story. So when I first got the job, obviously, you know, life changed for everybody, right? So we're doing Zoom meetings. We're not doing OTAs or anything like that. So, uh, and I've done this over the course of time in my in my coaching career, and it's kind of more of a training camp deal. But I mean, we having Zoom meetings every day in April. It's kind of hard to continue to keep the attention of the players. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I usually do this Jeopardy deal. You know, so I have like the the, the 
the sections, just like Jeopardy, you know, hey, football one-on-one, NFL history, you know, so I got, you know, I got these categories. And so the final, the final Jeopardy question, right? So it got competitive, guys liked it, and it was all of that. So I said the final Jeopardy question, uh, and it was like, hey, how many referees are on the field in an NFL game, right? How many referees? So mm-hmm. both of them, both teams got it wrong. They said like seven, seven referees. Yeah. I said, oh, man, there's, there's one referee. All yeah. the guys there. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. One referee. And so it's like it's like little little things like that. And again, that's obviously extreme, but you mm-hmm. know, hey, how many guys are can gotta be on the line of scrimmage in order for a formation to be legal? You know, how wide is the field? How long is the field? You know, how much how many yards are between the hashes? You know, and it just again, it's just teaching the game, but it's not assuming. Uh, and hopefully as you build the curriculum and then you're talking about the details of defense. Again, as a coach, you can never assume and take those opportunities for teaching for granted. Yeah, I, I've only been in one place where I had to learn those things. The the length of the field between the hashes, that was New England. So uh um, yeah, obviously, you know, obviously, you know where where, where this, you know, where flow came from. And, flow, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, when you have an opportunity to teach the game, um, and then obviously you can build off the foundation, then you understand, all right, this is where certain concepts are going to be attacked and this is how you know this is where the slot curl defender and cover two was supposed to be and that's where they're going to attack you and and, and all of that and so again it's just laying the foundation of the game and again never assume because all these individuals are coming from different colleges and they're growing into the league and again you can assume that they know but you know a lot of the times if you ask them they don't yeah that's for sure did you know uh did you know when you were playing that you would want to get into coaching after well, you know what? I, I, I didn't. Um, I kind of thought about it. I asked questions, especially towards the end of my career. Like, you know, hey, how did you know if you wanted to get into coaching? What's the difference between the college game and, and the pro game? And, um, you know, when I really found out that I wanted to do it, I even wanted to do kind of what you guys are doing. Obviously, this is a different platform, uh, mm-hmm. do some TV stuff or possibly coach. Um, I knew I knew what I wanted to coach when. I was going what would have been my sixth year in the league. I was I was out, you know, trying to get back in, doing the free agent hustle. Um, and I ended up volunteering at my high school in California. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, okay, I went to a game that Friday night. I'm like, well, maybe I come out here and help the kids. I mean, hell, there's only so much time I can do working out and staying in shape throughout the day. Go over there, do some individual, help the kids out, whatever. And and, and went out there and really kind of poured into it. I mean, next thing I know, yeah. I'm helping game plan and and all of that stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm working day to day with the, and it's, it's what I look forward to every day, you know, working mm-hmm. out and, and doing the coaching stuff. Um, but I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I had a workout with the Cowboys. So flew out to Dallas. It just so happened, usually that stuff works happens on a Tuesday. The workout was actually planned for a Friday. Something happened, flew me out that Thursday. And the only thing I kept thinking was, you know, we got this big league game on Friday, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. I want to get signed. But, you know, as I'm sitting there in Dallas post-workout and, you know, you're going through the, hey, you're going to get signed, you're going through the medical part. I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, yo, when this team comes out and trips with the back over here, you know, we got to make sure. You know what I'm, saying? I'm, I'm thinking about yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I hope that if I don't get signed, I can get on that plane and I can be there for the game. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I kept thinking about. And, and I didn't get signed, got to the game. And I'm like, you know what? If I never play a down football game, this is exactly what I want to do. And, and sure enough, um, didn't didn't do it. And I, I committed to it. And I made some phone calls and tried to tap into some 
opportunities to be a grad assistant somewhere. And, and mm-hmm. you know, a couple years later, man, I'm sitting here as the uh, Dolphins DB coach. Nah, that's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love the story. I love the story. And it's crazy because a lot of people just don't know the journey. You know what I'm saying? Don't know the journey. Mm-hmm. Don't know what um, what what goes into making these, like, life decisions. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Whereas, like you said, so you've been playing ball for so long. And, you know, who would want to turn down an opportunity to play with the Dallas Cowboys? You know what I mean? But in your mm-hmm. mind, it's like, shoot, my youngest back home, you know, I, I want to help them succeed. So that's that's definitely – um, a beautiful thing. A question that I want to ask, um, and this is more so maybe, you know, some young cats that's that's watching this, that's going to listen to it. As a DB coach, right, if I came into your room and be like, you know, <clears throat> Coach GA, I want you to help me break down this film from a DB standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be, like, your three to five things you would tell me to help me understand the game as I'm sitting there critiquing and breaking down film? I was, and let's let's talk about a safety. All right, so, you know, if 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 that's the case, you know, what I would the first thing I would say is, you know, understanding personnel, who's on the field, you know, how are they trying to, you know, block up, you know, you, you know, what are what are your keys, what are you looking at, what is the offensive line's mannerisms, let's say, hey, we're talking about three deep, and you're the edge defender, and how you gonna how you gonna set the edge, or how you gonna read the difference between play action and run game and just regular, regular, you know, uh, high hat, low hat, you know. Uh, okay, now let's talk about a week of preparation. All right, let's let's look at all the first and second downs. Let's look at the runs. Look at the, let's look at the play action passes. Let's, let's insert yourself into the tape um, with certain calls. You know, hey, you would be in this position, so look at this because that's what you're going to be looking at on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not try to not try to know everything that they're gonna do and say when they in this formation when they in the, and then sometimes that works but at the end of the day, hey man, it's a rules ball game, and mm-hmm. as far as far as the state is concerned, you know you obviously are the primary communicator at least in our defense you are right. I gotta know the next step before the next step even happens. So as mm-hmm. I'm watching the film, hey, when this guy moves, does that change our call? Does that change our alignment? You know, mm-hmm. go, go through the mechanics of that. When am I going to see certain things? You know, when am I going to see certain looks, some formations? All right. Now, again, the NFL is a is a people business. Okay. When they put this guy, how do they how are they trying to get this guy the ball? If he's in this spot, you know, is it if he's at the if he's the receiver and he's at the number three inside? All right. There's a reason why yeah, he's there. there. Yeah. Figure out why he's there. And again, does it directly affect you? If it directly affects you, how are you going to make sure that you recognize that or we communicate that? And, and 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 we get ourselves in a, in a good position to succeed on that down. But again, I wouldn't say go in there and try to learn it all, learn exactly what pertains to you. See those keys, know that, you know, know that communication, know that adjustment. So when you see it on Sunday, you, 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 you control the game with understanding. That's, that's what I always say. Understanding leads to control. And if you understand your personal responsibility, what's going on, then you can put yourself in a good position to be successful. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, you can take it to the, to the, uh, I guess the master's class as far as knowing the linebacker's role and knowing the D line and their stunts and, you know, how you have to fit in on the run game, but definitely for the youngest man, for the youngsters who's, who's listening to this, um, DB wise, you know, those are some of the, the main things you kind of need to focus in on and hint, um, focus on, you know, to make your play and make you play fast 
mm-hmm. um, and you know have the understanding of what y'all are supposed to be doing. Here's a here's an exercise that I've done over the course of, of, of the years that I've coached. So, um, you know, what I say is see a little, see a lot, see a lot, see a little. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll write on the board, you know, see a little in little small words and next to what I put see a lot. And I'll do the same thing. I'll say see a lot and then little, you know, little words next to what I put see a little. I say, well, now focus, mm-hmm. on, focus on this see a little right here. What do you see next to it? You know, I see a lot. Okay, perfect. So if you just focus on that, you could see everything that you need to see. Now focus on this big ass see a lot right here. Do you clearly see what's next to there that's written small? No. Mm-hmm. Nah, because if you're trying to see too much, especially on the football field, you're not going to see nothing. Yeah. You need to focus on what those keys are. And again, it all goes back to the preparation. All right. What is that? What does that guy's mannerisms look like Monday through Saturday? Because on Sunday it's going to be the exact, exact same. Thing. And now you can go from this key to your second key, and now you can mm-hmm. work fast versus trying to see too much. And, and you know, obviously with teams like the Rams and, you know, all the, I mean, everybody with this pre-snap movement and yeah. motions and stuff like that, all this all this doing is testing your eye discipline. Yeah. You understand what that means to you and how that could adjust, but you got to make sure that your key is where it needs to be. So now with, with, with how the league is going, the things that you just talked about, these pre-snap motions and, and everything that they're doing now, I know for us, um, me playing that slot defender position especially, this would be the time where I would want more anchored calls, right, where I don't have to run with motion and have to really necessarily think about what coverage I'm going to be in on the other side of the field. Is there, like, I guess league-wide, is there being more, I guess, anchored calls now than, like, when we played? Um. There, I, mean, I can't speak for everybody's system. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to have rules in place to, to 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 make sure you handle that, especially as a nickel. We talk about yeah. the hey, if you traveling in man coverage, you gotta have you know you gotta go. And you, are you mm-hmm. gonna are you gonna adjust it? You gonna push it? You gonna you know how are you gonna handle that? You gonna spin the coverage? And obviously, hey, if it's you know man aligned zones, hey, am I running versus the missile motion? Am I staying? And you know, okay, what is that? You know, that's another from a preparation part, okay? Hey, what does yeah. is, is the missile look like versus what does the regular motion look like with that slot receiver? How do I, how am I going to determine the difference, um, especially as a nickel? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to have those rules. And a lot of that stuff is obviously kind of, you know, coming from the college ranks. And you're starting to see a lot of, you know, you see like guys like Josh Allen and, and, and Mahomes and really kind of where the game is. No, like it's not, not too back run downhill, yeah. up, you know, like it was played 20 years ago. You know, see a yeah. lot of the spread stuff. Um, which, fortunately enough for me, I feel my path to being here allowed me to be prepared to be able to teach some of that stuff because some of those same schemes I've seen at the college level over the last couple of years um, in defending it. And so, you know, when I get up here and I see some of that stuff, I kind of have my experience on the rules of how we handled it. And obviously, as a staff, we collectively come together with what we're going to do. But you definitely got to have your, your your rules in place because that's just the way the game is played now. With, mm-hmm. with the spread and the RPOs and the, and the fly motion and stuff like that. Man, and then y'all just talking about the nickel position. I think, uh, you know, me and D-Bub, we kind of talk about it all the time. Like, nickel, the nickel position is probably one of the most important positions on sure. the field because, like you that, said... That, we, that position has so much value, as we know. I mean, yes. you got to be... Uh, you got to be a guy that can cover. Obviously, there's more space that you got to defend, especially when you start talking about man coverage. Um, You got to be able to tackle. You got to be tough. You know, you got to set edges out there on the perimeter. You got to, you got, you got to defeat blocks. I mean, you're going to have 
guards and, and guys pulling on you and you got to be, you know, you got to be strong enough to, 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 to set an edge or savvy enough to be able to slip a block and, and make a play. You're going to be asked mm-hmm. to blitz. You're going to be asked to play zones. You got to be highly intelligent. And then, you know, DB, you know, as you got used to that position and it's like, okay, how do I incorporate the skies? You know, these quarterbacks yep. are dumb, you know, Hey, if I show, if I show outside leverage and we show a rotation away, you know, we don't have to, sh- we don't have to show that we plan split safety and I'm about to slide inside of two and I'm mm-hmm. about to take a drop or, you know, vice versa, or, Hey, I'm gonna show like I'm coming, but you know, Hey, I might be, I might be playing the half, you know? And so yeah. as you get, as you get used to the, 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 that piece, you know, guys understand at least def- defensive coordinators and, and obviously DB coaches, especially you understand how, how valuable that, that position is. It's a starter at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a starter, you know, and, and mo- most of the time, I mean, you know, 60, 65% of the snaps are sometimes played in nickel defense, you know, mm-hmm. five DBs on the field. So, you know, that position, man, is, is, is so valuable now. It's, it's, uh, it's just the way the game is played now. Yeah. Yeah, and, gotta be and, gotta be a great communicator too. And I was just about to say that. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. You gotta be a great communicator. And you know, obviously with with the safeties and the and the and the nickel, I mean, sometimes corners, man, you cover. You know, mm-hmm. and then you get into this bunch, we get into this stack, it's like the 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 the, the safe or excuse me, the uh the nickel or the star or whatever, he's making the hey, we're doing this. And we yep. doing that. hey, be alert for this, be alert for that, or hey, if I'm in a zone and I got a cut split on two, and it looked like he about to access your your third. Hey, yo, nasty split. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. watch the. You know, so you gotta be a you gotta be a great communicator at that position. I think yep. that you know, again, it comes with preparation. Um, some guys can't do it because they can't communicate, or they're not committed to doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta be a you gotta be a loud communicator. You gotta be an assertive communicator, and 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 you gotta you know prepare for that stuff. And again, you doing the same thing that the safety's doing. Okay, what is that? What does that mannerism look like when it's, you know, run game? Now, okay, all right, backs to my side. All right, now I'm, I'm in the RPO conflict. Now I got to read the end man on the line of scrimmage. If I see run, I got to snap my eyes too, get ready to squeeze the slant or you know, all of that. So you got to be, mm-hmm. as you know, it's valuable, um, and you got to find one to be a successful defense. Have to. Yeah, yeah. Now you guys, uh, I, I what you got, Twan? My fault. Go, go ahead, Diva. You good? Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about um your secondary. So you got we had Xavier Howard on our last episode. You got Xavier Howard. You got Byron Jones. You got Rowe. You got McCain. Like all these guys have. I know McCain has played slot. He's played corner. Rowe played corner. Played slot. Played safety. Now, mm-hmm. uh, even Byron Jones has that flexibility. Has played both positions. How is that? helped you guys like going into game plans, like, you know, being that versatile. Is that why you guys can do all those crazy zero blitzes or cover ones and, and do still make a plays? Like how does that? Um, I think when, I you have guys who, when you have guys who have, uh, you know, really a, a coverage foundation, you know, has, mm-hmm. you know, uh, guys have made the transition from corner to safety and, and, and with Roe and Kane and, um, you know, it, and it, it allowed us to do, all the things that we can do from a versatility standpoint, you know, to have Roe, you know, match up and cover guys or send pressure when we wanted to or, you know, play zones when we wanted to. And I think one of the things that allowed us to do a lot of the stuff that we did this season is um, Bobby McCain is, a, is an elite communicator. You know, that yep. was one of the things that he I mean, there's just so much value that certain guys like that that doesn't reflect on a stat sheet mean to the defense. 
And so, you know, when you have that um, and you have a guy like X who's playing at a historical level, um, and obviously Byron Jones is doing doing his thing on the other side, uh, just obviously not having the crazy ball production that X did this year, uh, mm-hmm. and allowed us to do some good things and, and, and allowed us to to play well as a secondary and play consistent. And yeah, well, there's a lot of things that you know we wish that we could have uh, we could have done better uh, because you know obviously it wasn't good enough to to to, to get to what we really wanted to get to this season. Um, but it, it's it's a special group to work with, and uh, you know I'm grateful for the opportunity. Uh, to be able to work with these guys, man, and they're ultimate professionals. They're they're, they're guys that just mm-hmm. want information to get them better. And um, you know, we laid a we laid a pretty decent foundation that we can build off of for the next season. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, D. Bud just kind of ran off the you know the guys that y'all got back there um, playing great ball, right? So mm-hmm. as an outsider looking in, um, they could be like, "Well, damn, like you the DB coach, that's an easy job for you." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell the folks like you know that's. For one, being a being a DB coach, I think it's it might be easier for you because you were a DB. Mm-hmm. I know all the DB rooms that I've been in as a player, we used to give our coach hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just with the personalities and you know you what I mean. Personalities you, you have some personalities room. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just with the caliber of players that you have, like and maybe and maybe it is easy for you because you got good, you have good guys who's coming in, who's willing to learn, who's willing to listen. You know what I mean? Just talk just talk to like the outsiders about like when you do have these grown men that's like you say, X got 10, 10 picks right now, playing at a exceptional level. You got B Jones that's that's doing his thing. And you know, you have these these characters in the in the room. Like, how is it um as a DB coach being able to to manage these personalities or even do you manage it? You just let them do what they do. No, I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. I mean, obviously from a coaching standpoint, I mean, you, you gotta have good players to be a good coach. That's just, that's just the way the game is, man. If you don't have guys that can do what you're asking the guys to do, then you won't be successful no matter how good of a coach you think you are, no matter how legendary of a coach that you, you, you have the reputation of being. So, uh, but I think my, my role um, is really creating an environment that those guys can work and succeed in. You know, and that's good. Again, being a good teacher, um, you know, teaching the fundamentals and holding the guys to a level of accountability to the standard that we set in our DB room. Um, you know, what I want to do is I want to make sure that our culture, the things that we do, you know, and how we operate. And I've always been this way with my groups and no matter what level um, that we're the standard and we're setting the bar. We're pushing it every single day. Um, how we practice, how we prepare, how we meet how we communicate, you know, how how our physicality shows on the film um, and what that resume looks like, you know, and obviously you got to have good players. Um, but again, it's it's the cultural standard that I uphold to to make sure that those guys are playing as well as they can play. And that's that's the hard part. That's the heavy lifting. When you're trying to change behavior of individuals who have been successful in their careers. Um, there's got to be buy-in, you know, and luckily I've had, you know, I've been able to, you know, obviously have some, some relationships with these guys. And fortunately enough for me, I got a chance to play in the league. So those guys kind of, you know, look at me with, with the, the level of respect, like, okay, you know, buddy did what I'm doing. I can, you know, I can vibe with them a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, make, make me successful as a coach because I mm-hmm. play, you know, as we all know, some, some former players can't coach. It's just the facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for, for, for me, that's kind of what uh, that's kind of how I how I operate and how I see 
you know, me leading the room and the responsibilities that I have in order for them to to succeed. Again, yeah, we had, you know, X had a crazy year, but, you know, that's over with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our, our success, like we can't eat off last year's plate as we get into the 21 season. So now we got to go back to square one. For me, square one looks exactly like we was talking about earlier. Football one on one. Let's teach the game. Let's let's hey let's hey let's push the envelope. Hey these these details that we may have talked about last year, they weren't consistently executed enough for us to get our ultimate goal. So we got to go back. We got to push it forward. I got to you know we got to be, you know we got to push the envelope some more. We gotta you know we got to run harder to the ball. We got to attack the ball even harder. We got to practice even harder. We got to do things even harder because um, as we know, man, that's the that's the small that's the small thing that you can do to make a big difference for sure that's a bet that's a bet so uh overall like what's your um what's your overall aspirations uh in the coaching ultimately you want to be a pro head coach college head coach the coordinator um i i think obviously the coordinating thing is a goal of mine head coaching thing is a goal of mine i think you know just i want an opportunity to continue to lead and and as Mm -hmm. i'm doing in my room right now you know right now i'm the head coach of my room you know, I'm the head yep. coach of the DBs for the Dolphins. Um, I think that, you know, over the course of time, as I continue to learn with my experience, you know, you know, seeing how Flo interacts with the team every single day, seeing how the, the culture he's set, um, really starting with um, his vision to our coaching staff and, and how we push that through the locker room. You know, that's something that I aspire to do one day. Um, mm-hmm. And it's an inspiration to me to work for Coach Flo to, 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 to see a black man leading the team in the NFL. You know how you do yep. that is and so i'm able to be inspired by his interaction with the team every single day like yo i want that to be me one day mm-hmm. um so though yeah th- those those are my goals and 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 that's not to say that i'm focused on them all the time right now i'm just focused on being you know a, a good db coach for the dolphins yeah you know, getting these guys to play at an even higher level let's let's take the next step whatever that looks like but let's take the next step in what we can do as a secondary for our defense for our organization to so hopefully get into the tournament next year and see what happens. Nah, that's dope, man. You just talking about Coach Flo, man. We got a question, man. He's a he's a faithful of ours. Um, <clears throat> please give your thoughts on Brown Flores getting fiery and passing <laughs> against the Bengals in that scuffle. I mean, I think that you look at the the situation that happened when you got a guy who got smoked twice um, by a gunner early. And, you know, again, you know, our job as coaches is to love our players and and their job as players are to love each other. And if we build off of that foundation, man, then you can have a pretty special culture and a pretty special team. And so when you see, you know, you see a teammate or you see somebody, you know, who's who's getting a cheap shot, I'm pretty sure, you know, tempers flared up and, and, you might, I mean, he might have had an out-of-body experience right there, but it was based on his care for an individual that was on his team. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's 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 what happened. I stayed my ass on the sideline. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for the personnel, and it's like, yo, I don't even know the rules, but I ain't, ain't going to take it. Ain't trying to get that FedEx. Uh, get me on tape, man. Wife going to be mad about that, man. Calm your nerve. <laughs> I already know. Uh, man, we're gonna let you go in a couple of minutes, man. Who who are with the teams that's left? Um, you know, who you think got the best chance of making that run, man? You know, I think it's important as we all know that you gotta be playing some really good football at this time of the year. You know, things, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how you started, it matters how you're playing right now. And and I would say just, you know, the way the Bills have been playing, you know, as of late, 
You know, they 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 just they just got something going. You know, you can just see it. You know, you can just. I mean, we saw it in our last game. Right. Uh, they're playing at a high level. You know, they're playing at a high level. They set themselves up to be able to obviously do some things at home um, and have to maybe go on the road once. Obviously, you know, when you when you when you're playing this time of year, you're playing the elite teams. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would not I would not be surprised to see them accomplish the things that they probably set out as a team just because of the way that they're playing. And again, mm-hmm. uh, we know game day is at 60 minutes is all that matters. And if you're not playing well that day, it's over, you know, this yeah. is playoffs work, you know, and, uh, but it'd be interesting to see how this thing uh, plays itself out as it continues to go. Wow. Gotcha. So you, you and deep butt saying the same thing, the bills. Yeah, man. Bills look good, man. Josh Allen look good right now. Playing well, they're playing well. Offensively, they're playing well. Defensively, they're playing well. Yeah. It's a different challenge when you're playing against Lamar and the versatility that that offense creates, whether it be through the air or on, especially on the ground. Um, you know, but, but we'll see, man. That's 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 the beauty about the NFL, especially this time of year, man. It's the, it's the best reality TV show that's going. Nah, yep. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, GA, man, we definitely appreciate you, man, stopping by, man, talking ball, man. Definitely got to have you on, man. Again, yeah, keep, keep doing man. God's work out here, man. Let this beautiful <laughs> game. Nah, yeah, man, sure. we're going to enjoy, uh, continue to watch you, your success, man. Keep it up, appreciate man. You, man. I know you're an inspiration to a lot of people. Appreciate, appreciate you, bro. Man. Appreciate yes, that. Sir. Appreciate you, fellas. All right, man. Yes, sir. Man, that was a good conversation right there. Yes, sir. Joe Alexander. You can just tell by the way, you know, he just he's he was speaking here on the podcast. Shoot, if I was in his meet room, I'ma listen. Yeah. You know locked in. Yeah, locked in. So uh like you just said, man, definitely gonna keep track of his success, man. We definitely be hearing his name soon coming up in them deep coordinator uh positions and head coach positions, man. So Definitely. Shout out to GA. Yep. Times 12. Our flew by. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Yeah, man. So um, we gave our picks for this week already. But if you didn't hear that Rams Packers game, we both like the Packers. For sure. We both like the Packers. Buffalo Baltimore game. I like the Bills. AB likes the Ravens. Yes, sir. What about the other ones? Shoot, KC and um, Cleveland. I'm going KC. I think we both going KC. Yeah, I like I like the Chiefs. So you think you think the Browns cover though? You think they cover that ten? That's ten. Um, I don't know, man. I I think so. I got to I got to say so too. I ain't going to disrespect them like that. I think so. I ain't going to disrespect them. Like I'm going to say I'm going to say Browns cover. But I got the Chiefs winning too. Then you got the Saints and the Bucks. Ooh. I think Saints Bucks 3. I'm going to Bucks, man. You know I was talking highly on the Bucks all year. Um even though I want to see uh another another man to man alum um Jack Rabbit Janoris Jenkins, man. I want to see him go out there and do his thing, but I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. Yeah, I think the I think the Bucks gonna find a, find a way, man. Like like we said earlier, they ain't been close the last two times, but we'll see the Bucks get it this third time. I'm a, I'm gonna predict AB going off too, like buck fifty plus, buck fifty, buck fifty plus. My prediction. Sheesh. 
A buck fifty. My prediction, man. We gonna see, man. Good weekend. Yep. Good weekend. Saturday, Sunday, man. Y'all, um, y'all tune in. You know, definitely we'll be back on Monday. Overreaction Monday. So as always, tell a friend and tell a friend. Shit, y'all have a great weekend, man. The man Park. I'm Antoine Matei, my co-host, D Butt. Yes, sir. We out. out of here. <laughs> John J said that's bold. <laughs> <laughs>